Bradley, rising to his feet to clasp the savage's hand in his own. His blue eyes twinkled, delivering one final shot. However, his treachery was like that of the Iroquois, the snakes that strike without warning, he said, using the derisive name Iroquois, the Hurons and Algonquins used to describe their enemies, the tribes of the five nations. Nyaga laughed and shook his head. You are a villain, my brother, to turn a man's knife against his own breast. Georges de Marsan looked mystified. I was not born Huron, explained Nyaga. I was Seneca, of the hated Iroquois. Born, they say, near that great water to the south. So my name, Nyaga. Thundering water. My mother and I were captured by a Huron raiding party. The old chief of the Hurons took me for his son, and I have been Huron since, for I have known no other life. You never told me, said Marsen. Naiga looked meaningfully at Andre. Men tell many things around a campfire. Seneca or Huron. I shall miss you, said André, his voice strained with sudden emotion. It is time for you to return to your home and your people. You are no longer the man of madness and black spirits that you were when first we headed our canoe up the river of Oshlaga. I think the solitude has brought you peace, my brother. Naiga swept his arm about the clearing, encompassing the soft April day. The green has returned to the trees, and the pain has left your eyes. Is it not time to go home? Andre nodded, unable to speak. I wish you a safe voyage, said Nyaga. My sister, White Deer, will mourn for you a little, I think. He clasped Andre's forearm, then drew away and scrambled down the bank of the river to the birch-bark canoe that waited in the rushes. André stood in the clearing, waving his arm and farewell until the small craft reached a bend in the river and was lost from sight. Bending down to retrieve his buckskin shirt, he slung it across one bare shoulder and followed Marsenne along a path to a rough-hewn cabin set on a rise at some distance from the main street, of the stockaded village of Quebec. A dark-eyed young Huron woman, her hair plaited into two long braids, hurried out of the cabin at their approach and waited for instructions from Georges de Marsen. Will you shave, André? he asked, lapsing into French. André smiled. How strange it sounded. A whole year. Naiga had been such a skillful teacher of the Huron dialect that André had almost forgotten his native speech. Yes, he said, feeling tongue-tied. For all my brave talk to Naiga, I have in the past kept my face bare. Marielle, he stopped and took a deep breath. It was the first time he'd been able to say her name in more than a year. Marielle? Madame la Comtesse preferred me clean-shaven. At Marsen's directions, 
The girl brought forth a large basin of water that she placed on a tripod near the door, then fetched scissors and razor and a small silver mirror. She propped the mirror eye-level against the split-log siding of the cabin and handed André a linen towel, smiling shyly as she did so. Georges frowned and patted her familiarly on her rump as she passed him to re-enter the cabin, the gesture comfortable and possessive at the same time. Eh bien, he said almost reluctantly. I should go to Paris with you, André. Quebec is growing. I think we have near to two hundred souls now, and with the Ursuline sisters opening their school, I should find me a wife and begin a family. André had begun to clip away at the thick growth of his beard. The golden ringlets fell to the ground at his feet, glinting in the bright sunshine.